Welcome. You are listening to the Dawson Women's Ministry Podcast, everywhere you are. At Dawson, we recognize that women's ministry is not a class you join or a club you are a member of. Ministry is not confined to the four walls of a church building. It is not limited by life stage or circumstance. Rather, ministry is living a life of service everywhere you are. This podcast seeks to encourage you wherever you are, in the laundry room folding yet another set of towels, driving to pick up your children from school, taking a break for lunch at the office, or exercising at your, at your local park. We believe God calls each of us to be ministers everywhere we are. Summer is upon us, and with this season comes an invitation to break our regularly scheduled programming. Perhaps you'll sleep in on a few hot summer days. Maybe there'll be a change of scenery, like to the beach or to the lake. Will you shut down the kitchen a few nights each week and grill outdoors? What if this summer we experience more than just a change in schedule and more than just a change of scenery? What if we experience spiritual transformation? During the summer months, everywhere you are, we'll explore the transforming power of spiritual disciplines. And if that word disciplines seems antithetical to lazy summer days, I invite you to listen to this episode for a new perspective. Our guests, Kristen Torres and Danielle Elder, describe spiritual disciplines not as burdens, but as gifts for those believers who long to draw near to God. In their words, spiritual disciplines are less about checking boxes and more about relationship. They're less about striving and more about abiding and resting. In this episode, you'll hear how Kristen and Danielle incorporate spiritual disciplines into things like leisurely walks and daily rhythms like washing dishes. And they encourage all of us to start small to learn and incorporate these disciplines. Welcome to summer and to a new look at spiritual disciplines. Welcome to everywhere you are. Hello again, I'm Rachel Langston, your host for this episode, and we're excited about our summer podcast series on spiritual disciplines. Today, I'm with Kristen Torres, Dawson's Minister of Spiritual Development, and Danielle Eldridge, wife of Dawson's Senior Pastor. So Danielle, where are you today? Well, David and I have been here. He has been pastoring here um, almost five years, which is strange to say out loud. It doesn't feel like that long. Our boys are 16, 14, and 10. So I taught school for a number of years, and then I had the privilege to stay at home with our boys. Now I'm teaching part-time at Edgewood Elementary, and I'm a reading interventionist there. Love what I do there. And um don't know if that could be considered a hobby or not, but I sure do love <laughs> the ability to watch kids, watch that light turn on just as they learn how to read. So what comes to mind when you hear the words spiritual disciplines? I think of, I mean, with disciplines, you're already a disciple of Christ. You're already a believer and just taking it to that next step. So a deeper understanding of who Christ is, a deeper understanding of your relationship with him just go into a deeper level and those spiritual disciplines would carefully bring that about. I think some of the ones that y'all are going to discuss are, and correct me if I'm wrong, but prayer, scripture, silence, lament, worship. What I think of, when I think of a discipline, I think it's something you learn to do. And when I, when you add the word spiritual in front of it, all of a sudden it, 
in a very reverent kind of way, but it has a bit of a seriousness or maybe even rigidness to it. However, as Danielle has just said, I think that actually it really is a gift of drawing near to God. And um, so I know I'm growing in, in learning the disciplines, but I think that, that my perspective on what I think of when I hear those words has changed for the better. Uh, if I can kind of jump into the pool mm-hmm. of transparency really fast. I think most of us, when we think spiritual disciplines, probably do feel a little bit of pressure. Like, mm-hmm. I do not measure up. Mm-hmm. And there are so many disciplines that I wish that I could be more faithful in. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking about spiritual things. Just the discipline of eating correctly or uh, the discipline of exercise absolutely. or whatever it is. I don't think I have ever met any woman mm-hmm. that would say I have arrived when it comes to many disciplines. True. Correct. <laughs> and then when you think about spiritual disciplines and sometimes that, yeah, yeah, it just, it takes it up to a, a different level where, and I think as believers, we have to remind ourselves of just some really foundational truths that God does not love us more because of the things that we stack up and our accomplishments and the things that we do. Or less the, for the things yes, we don't stack yes, up. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So our salvation and just those foundational, mm-hmm. that the love that we receive from God is a gift. Mm-hmm. And we receive that open-handedly. And, and then out of the overflow of our love for Christ comes these spiritual disciplines right. and comes the desire to know Him more through these things. Mm-hmm. And it's not the other way around. That's right. So I don't know if any of us would not have a tinge of, oh, I do not do all of these things well or perfectly. And I, who who could not say, I want to grow a little bit more in my right. prayer life right. or in you know meditation or silence or whatever it is mm-hmm. in worship? I think we all have. So maybe we can just collectively take a breath right here. And start yeah. out and say that nobody does this yeah. perfectly. Yeah, Absolutely. that's right. So to that end, why do you think maybe the Lord and Scripture kind of leads us to these disciplines as a practice? I think it's how we know Him, get to know Him more in any relationship, that to get to a deeper level, we have to, we have, to have conversation with whoever it is that we right. desire to have a deeper relationship with. And the same is true for for our relationship with Christ. Some of these things need to be in place in order for us to, and we have the Bible in front of us. We mm-hmm. have God's letter right. to us. And uh, part of our journey as believers is to open it up and to hear what he has to say and to allow that. That's how he leads our lives. That's how he directs us is through, through these, these disciplines. It would be hard, if not impossible, to spend significant time doing all of these things every single day. Are there certain ones that maybe have been more prioritized at different stages of your life? I think that especially when my kids were young, I had an extremely difficult time with silence or meditation, or it just, it's, it seems like I could never wake up earlier than my first child. That, it, that no matter how early I would wake up, there would always be somebody when my footsteps would you know hit the floor, there would be somebody else that was up. You know, you can't outdo a child sometimes when it comes to mornings. Right. And um, even though that was my desire when my kids were young, I did find myself, especially in those early mom years, feeling like, oh, I, I, I come so short of maybe prayer and silence and scripture memorization because I just feel like all of my moments are filled up with babies mm-hmm. and kids. I remember 
hearing somebody talk about, well, when you have young kids, what if you have some sort of signal to them that you know, mommy's praying right now, mom is meditating on scripture, whatever it is. And so why don't you light a candle? <laughs> so I tried that. And so I would light my candle and my boys would know this is mommy's time to mm-hmm. meditate or to be quiet. And even though I only, I think I had two at the time, it was just Hayden and Luke, but I felt like I had 10 children. I might as well have had 10 children with the amount of hands right. and feet that right. were crawling all over me to get to the candle, like moths to a flame, <laughs> to blow it out or to touch the hot wax. And so I never really had much luck with right. teaching my kids those boundaries. So, <laughs> so I think with that said, and I had to learn these lessons as an early mom, these just become a part of who you are. I mean, there's such freedom with the disciplines when you think about what they actually are. I mean, these are embedded into the very heartbeat of who we are as believers. So prayer doesn't have to be always, especially when you've got little ones crawling all around, a time that you sit down. It can be a praying without ceasing. It can be just a a lifestyle of prayer. And Mm -hmm. as you're washing your clothes and you're grateful Mm -hmm. for each child as you wash their pants and you're Mm -hmm. praying a prayer for them as you do that, you can have little signals like that during Mm -hmm. your day that help you to incorporate these disciplines, you know, into just your everyday Mm -hmm. life. One of my books talks about a prayer from the, I remember a prayer from the scrubbing the floor or something. And so as you're scrubbing the floor, you're, you're thankful for the footprints that are there. You're thankful mm-hmm. for those people that made those footprints in your house. And, you know, just little things like that that can mm-hmm. help you to remember how to incorporate those, those disciplines just in as you go. I think that, that when I think about different stages or seasons, that that is how we talk about life. And I think that whichever one we're in, we think it's hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the reality is we're never not going to be in a season or a stage where the spiritual disciplines are not challenging. However, for me, it's going to be more of a mental, like recalibrating how I think about spiritual disciplines, less about what I need to do, but who I need to be with. And really leaning into that whole idea of just drawing near to God and knowing that He is, like you just said, He is with you. So if you're driving in the car or I don't know, what whatever it is, He is who we need. And it's that extending grace to ourselves and just allowing His love to pour down. And, and I know that sounds so very abstract. I think, I, and I'm talking from someone who loves to check boxes <laughs> and it's just so much easier to fit it into this nice little package. And I just don't think that's what it looks like. It goes back to what you said of a relationship and getting to know one another. And so I just think even leaning in a little bit more to listening, like how is he speaking into my life and looking around? And even if that means the hardwood floors that need scrubbing, I think for me, it is, it is changing how I perceive and see these practices Less is work and striving and more as just going back to that abiding and resting in Him. And sometimes I think that we're doing it and it's not till we've done it and we feel that peace and and His calm and His presence that you're like, oh, well, that was exactly what I needed. And so for me, that could be a walk in the morning that I'm just getting up and getting going and trying to get oxygen to my brain. And then he meets you right there where you are in nature or in the bird scene. Um, And next thing you know, you're talking to him. 
And I think just how you were talking about a walk or whatever it is, just as you go, if you think about maybe the specific discipline of prayer and as you're walking, one thing that I like to do is as my mind is bouncing here and there with a variety of things as I'm walking, or even if I start to pray and my mind is bouncing to different things besides my prayer. Mm. I think there's some ways that you can ground yourself in prayer. And one thing that I do, I I like to pray the alphabet. Mm -hmm. So um, I start with A and maybe it's just that I'm thankful for attributes of God that start with A. You know, I'm thankful that you are Alpha and created this and began with you. And then maybe even, you know, into B that you were in the beginning, you created these things and, and see you are the creator, you know, just allow the alphabet to kind of ground your prayer. And sometimes that helps my mind from bouncing from place to place. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one thing just specifically with prayer. I walk through my neighborhood and I don't even know these people, but if their name's on the mailbox, they're getting prayed for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and praying the alphabet you could even do with your young children yeah, because right. yeah. as they're learning the alphabet, you could that could be a way to pray, show them how to how to pray, and then also have them quiet for a moment mm-hmm. or two. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> yeah, another thing with prayer that I think about is when I wash my dishes. I have I have some shells that I picked up at the beach a number of years ago, and each one of those is so I have a large one, a medium one, and a small one, and the large one is my Hayden, and then I have a Luke, and then I have a Jonathan. So something about holding something for me, just having a physical touch in my prayer is helpful. So, you know, when there's a specific need for my oldest, I'm holding that shell and I'm praying over him. And, and, you know, the same is true for all my boys. I think just having some rhythms like that that you can put into place will help you to kind of prevent that. Create a holy habit. Yeah. What challenges do you find in practicing in them? If I were to take, since we've talked about prayer a good bit, if I, if I were to take the scripture and the meditation and the memory of memorization of God's word, sometimes if you're reading through God's word and you think, how in the world, what what sort of application could this possibly have when you're reading through Leviticus? Well, wait, Leviticus, isn't that your favorite? Deuteronomy. Oh, Deuteronomy. Okay. <laughs> you know, what sort of application could I possibly have in Leviticus when I'm reading through a passage on what you do with mildew or right right and I I think to remember that this is discipline what do you do in that situation well you turn the page and you keep reading all of God's word is there for a reason and this kind of steps to another level this is not just who you are this is actually turning the page Mm -hmm. and the intake the steady intake of God's word and believing that every word that is in there is there for a specific reason and so I think just creating that discipline in ourselves to just keep going, to just keep going, to keep searching for the meaning that was then, to keep searching for what application there could be today. And then you, you might not feel the same about every scripture. There might be some scriptures that you read or some passages that you read in a certain day that I think I've heard Priscilla Schreier say is like a divine highlighter. Like he is highlighting this. This is just for you. 
but every passage is not going to be that way. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think the discipline comes in. You just keep, keep going. going. Over time, it is amazing how that storehouse of God's Word that you have when you have kept reading it, and you don't even know that you have learned so much about God's character through the Old Testament. You don't even realize that you have and then it all comes forth when you need it. Right. Mm-hmm. And you think, how in the world did this happen? Well, it, it's through the, the discipline of through God's grace that he allows you to open up his word, know more about him. You know, you don't feel it in the moment, but maybe over time you were you were learning much about God and the character of who he is and, and how he desires to interact with you. And I, I love it and going back to what you said of paralleling spiritual disciplines just into disciplines before us. But I think about sports and you think about where your boys are now with sports they've been playing their whole lives, but they didn't just start out by playing baseball and football mm-hmm. really well. They developed these fundamental skills mm-hmm. and then they grew and they grew and the shaping of those muscles and learning those skills were a whole lot of hard work. And even the grounding of the scripture and just what we would call maybe some more fundamental or the who's the what's the and how all of that plays a role is super hard to get up in the morning and to do any discipline my goal is if I can just get on the tennis shoes by golly I'm walking if I take the time to tie the shoes I'm good rather than potentially being lazy but there has never been a day that I have walked out the door and regretted exercising. And I feel the same with any spiritual discipline. I have never thought, oh, I just wish I had done that. I have a friend here at Dawson who says, first thing in the morning, give me the desire to want you, Jesus, as much as I want my coffee. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so as she's drinking her coffee or after, you know, give me that desire to mm-hmm. run to you. If you've never done a single one, what's one thing you could do to kind of start? I think this kind of goes into the question that you ask, too, about challenges in different seasons of life and how every season of life has their challenges when it comes to the arrange your day where you can steal away those moments when they come and put forth that time and effort to a discipline. And what I mean is like a, a practical one in my life right now, I'm taking boys to sports practices all the time. So the game starts at six, but I've got to have them there at five. That's my opportunity to have that hour. If I've got the other kids taken care of, I can drop them off at practice and then I can have a few minutes in my vehicle or I can, you know, take a walk around the ball field and I can incorporate some of these disciplines. Maybe it's I haven't had a silent moment today to be able to hear from God in prayer or to if there's a scripture that stands out in what I'm reading and I need to meditate on it a little bit more. And I haven't had a single quiet moment. Well, just to train yourself to redeem those moments when they come. So instead of saying, I'm, I'm wasting all this time, I have an hour here. Well, redeem those moments and use that silence for a greater purpose. And I do think that in this day and age, there are so many options and things that speak to all of us. So if you're not a reader, you can have it read for you. Mm-hmm. There is a podcast for just scripture reading or really any of these Bible apps. Can You can even pick the voice that you like. Or if music is how there are plenty of people who straight streets uh, sing scripture over you. I just think there's so many ways that it, it really does meet us right where we are. It speaks in such a way that is so personal and meaningful. I, I do know and have been a part of before, specifically with prayer, of setting an alarm on my phone on certain days of the week where I am picking up 
And I know I'll be sitting in a line, but I'm not kidding. Even if in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I should pray when I get there. And sure enough, I'll be sitting in my car and my alarm will go off. And I'm like, well, thank you for the reminder. I should be praying right now. <laughs> Little things. I, I do think that we are blessed in the time and that, that we can be very intentional. And I don't mean it in a legalistic way. I mean, it's great if you have an hour, but you don't have to have an hour. Like if, no. you, can, mm-hmm. if you can find 10 minutes mm-hmm. in your day, then start with 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I think it takes me seven minutes to drive from my house to Dawson. And I've started trying at least one way, if not both, not listening to anything in the car. Yes, that's a favorite. So if nothing else, I get 14 minutes to and from work Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. I don't have to rearrange anything. Yeah. Or maybe a new mom and you're thinking the only time I have to myself is in the shower. That's three or four minutes. Right, right. (laughs) Right. Just redeem those moments. Yeah. So certainly start small. That, I think with prayer, too, another thing that I sometimes, especially as new believers or as believers for many years, sometimes we just have a hard time starting in our prayers. And I, I said that alphabet thing, but another thing that we can all do is open up the Psalms and mm-hmm. almost prime the prayer pump. Mm-hmm. How can you do that? You can even use a borrowed prayer. Well, you, it or it you can pray the Psalms word for word. Pray the Psalms, absolutely. You yeah. just open it up to a Psalm that you love mm-hmm. and pray that. Use David's prayer in Psalms that's that right. he then allow that to be your own prayer. Um, so where do you start? Well, you can start with God's word. Right. And just allow that to be your prayer. And I think and we haven't really talked about that a whole lot yet. However, I think that when we think of spiritual disciplines right now, we're talking of it very much in an individual context, but in a communal context, it's also a really beautiful thing and a way to grow. Mm-hmm. I probably have grown more from a really small prayer group that I was a part of for several years and still am. It just looks a little bit different. Praying together and going back to the, even if it's on a walk and these days, a FaceTime or a Zoom call or just being really intentional about a coffee gathering. When you do get together, ask the important questions. And and I just think God shows up in really, really powerful ways when we're just intentional. Or even if it's the ball field and someone comes and knocks on your window, I I, I just continue to go back to the word grace and, and to realize that his word and, and, and he is just intersecting our lives constantly. And just be aware that there's a chance that these interruptions are doors to service in ways that we can just love others and, and show God's love in that way. So that, that to me is another good first step is talk to somebody who you maybe know does that and ask them. And I, I like what you brought up about a group because with the discipline of exercise for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It means the world to be able to have a friend who you're going to meet at 5 a.m. to take a walk with. And if that friend calls you and says they're not coming, a lot of times you just turn over and go back to sleep. <laughs> so <laughs> so true. I think accountability, certainly yeah. with spiritual disciplines, yes. are very important. Mm-hmm. I, I think we've probably all been in groups where we could end that group and you know, or we come to the end of that group and we've read through a few books of the Bible together and you think, you know what? I probably wouldn't have read all of this on my own. That's right. <laughs> right. But because I had that accountability of the group to be able to say, you know what? I'm going 
coming next week, and I and need I to make to sure these That's right. Yeah. So I think that accountability is a good thing. You can look at it as a, a extra pressure, but you can also look at it in a, a way of this is sweet Shaping. accountability, mm-hmm. and we can collectively help each other in this. Right. Scripture memory is another one in a group that is. Extremely helpful. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you know you're going to come back and say a good portion of scripture to a group of ladies. It ignites something in you. Definitely. <laughs> so, Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster is one that I read years and years ago, probably when I only were first married. This is David has his name in it. It's 1999. That's when we got married. So I think mm. I read it right after that. Mm. And this one was very helpful to me and in my spiritual walk as I looked at what these disciplines are that he talked about and how I could implement them. So Celebration of Discipline, The Path to Spiritual Growth. And I have another one that I read by Ruth Haley Barton. This was, I think I read this when I was when I was a young mom, and it's Sacred Rhythms, mm-hmm. Arranging Our Lives for Spiritual Transformation, and how do you kind of reorder just the way that you live, looking for God around you, and just create those sacred rhythms just within your day. And then I pulled this one from David's office, The Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, Donald Whitney. Um, I have not read this one myself, but this is one that he certainly would recommend if we are uh, looking into spiritual disciplines. Here's another one that I go to quite often. It's called Prayers for Today. Yeah, give it away. I have. Copies. I give it away too because <laughs> you started it. It is. It's so good. But sacred waiting. A long obedience in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Renovations of the heart. Invitation to retreat. Praying scripture for your life. Those are those are things that I was drawn to because those were things where I was needing and seeking rest. But again, pointing to a resting in who, not necessarily a how or what I need to go do. And I really loved in sacred waiting how he was just talking about the difference in waiting, how we see waiting so often is waiting for God to do something. Even as we talk about seasons of and stages of life, we're just waiting for them to get old enough so that we can actually wake up and have a quiet time. But he says there's a difference in biblical waiting, and that is waiting upon the Lord in the midst of fill in the blank with whatever that season offers. And so that's just been a continual go-to. But at the end of the day, I think what the disciplines speak to is our hearts. So do you have any specific scriptures that come to mind when you're thinking about spiritual disciplines? Probably my top ones would be ones of Jesus speaking. (laughs) Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I wish I could tell you that I I do know that verse, and that is exactly what I do, but that is not where I always, it's not where I always go to find rest. And anytime I go somewhere else, it never works. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I need to be reminded of that all the time. I think you both know how much I love the Psalms, but Psalm 46, be still and know that I'm God. I think that be still in, in that the original language means let go. And so it's not just thinking about the silence and the solitude as a state of being. It's it's more of a place of just surrender. All of those are things that are impactful, but callings that of what I know I'm being called to do. Um, I think about 
Romans 12, 1 and 2, mm. that says, you know, therefore, you of God's mercies, we offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. This is our reasonable act of worship. Do not be conformed to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is for your life, good, pleasing and perfect will. And, you know, I think about how easy it is to just get sucked into the way that the world wants us to think and live and how true transformation comes. And that's through the renewing of our minds. So how do we do that? We do that pathway to do that are these these rhythm, rhythms, these disciplines that we're talking about that draw us closer to what God, who God is and what he would have for us to be. And I think it's really important, too, at the beginning of that verse when it says, Therefore, in view of God's mercy, we are able to do these things. And the same thing that we just we talked about earlier, that this is not an added pressure or not something that we offer up to God to earn anything. It is in view of his mercy, in view of what the whole 11 chapters before that talk about God's love for you, all the things that about God, you know, in view of all of those things, we are to offer our body as a living sacrifice. It's, it's not a it's not a pressure. It's actually a, what we're able to do, and He gives us the grace to be able to do. It. I think about Philippians four six and seven. Those are my favorite. Probably always go back to those as my favorites. That might say something about my own heart and how I'm a little prone to anxious right. thinking, <laughs> because it's do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition. With Thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That one has entered into my life in so many different ways. And it's almost as if the Holy Spirit brought that scripture to me to memorize. It wasn't even something that I mustered up to do. It was just like, for your life right now, in order to live in a productive way, you've got to memorize that. It's got to become a part of who you are. And so it was very little. I remember that one about what I did. It was just, it needed to become a part of me because I was pretty anxiety ridden at a certain time in my life after after Hurricane Katrina and we had lost all of our material possessions and we're living in a little mobile home in Mobile, Alabama, and we're about to have our first child. And so everything that I thought I'd be able to offer him in the perfect nursery at our home was just a little bit different. And he certainly had every need met, but it was not quite the dream that I had <laughs> for my first child. And to be in our room in a little in a little trailer. And it was fine. God taught me so many lessons, but I did struggle with anxiety after he came home. Our baby is here and not the setting that I would want him to be. And I have not offered him everything that I dreamed of. But so you mean even that I'm not mm-hmm. supposed to be anxious right. about? Right. And it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there were nights when the Holy Spirit spoke this over me and enabled me to sleep mm-hmm. and to know that, that I was not to be anxious about anything. And, and that is not to say that bad things didn't happen and won't happen, but it's in the midst of those trying situations that we can be reminded that you're not to be anxious right now. You can offer these things to me and you can even have Thanksgiving when you offer these petitions to me, which is bizarre that we are able to do that as believers when we are anxiety ridden to be able to look out around us and say, hey, 
there's the things that I can be thankful for. And that, that he's in charge. That yeah. I, I think of the Philippians one that he who began a good work in us, he will carry it to completion. And it ends with he will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And I have experienced that, that when my heart and my mind desire to go different directions and do sometimes, mm-hmm. but he desires to give me protection and to guard my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And that, that's a powerful promise in those verses. So, will you accept the invitation to abide this summer in God's presence? Will you listen to our series on the spiritual disciplines? Over the next few weeks, we'll be in conversation with Dawson Women as we look at the disciplines of prayer, scripture, silence and solitude, lament, and worship. In this summer season, let us draw closer to God, remembering that spiritual disciplines are not a burden, but rather an invitation. Jesus himself shared an invitation in the words of Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Wherever you are today, may you find rest in Jesus.